Welcome to Community Cocktails with Kimberly, hosted by Kimberly Woodard, a realtor for nearly 20 years with Ebby Halliday Realtors. Join her every first and third Wednesday of the month as she meets with the top community influencers to help you get to know the area you want to call home. Don't just love your home, love your community. And now, your host, Kimberly Woodard. Welcome viewers to this episode of Community Cocktails with Kimberly. So this episode you will not want to miss. Um, if you are out there thinking that this is the year that you want to buy a house, well, you are come to the right place today uh, because I have a fantastic panel of experts here um, with me today to talk about what you need to know if you're looking to buy a home this year. So welcome, we're gonna um, introduce my fantastic um, panel today and we'll start to my left. Hi, I'm Jamie Edstrom. I'm a loan officer with Guild Mortgage Company. Um, we are a residential home loan company. That's all we do are home loans. I've been in the business between seven and eight years. So I love to help people get uh, pre-approved to buy houses. Um, I also help with refis, but we're here to talk about buying and I love to work with home buyers and first time home buyers people who are moving up or downsizing. So um, looking forward to chatting with you about some tips. All right. Sure. Hi, I'm Sherry Carson with Home Team Insurance. I've been an insurance agent for 20 years. Home Team Insurance is an independent brokerage. We help people with all personal lines, um, toys, homes, autos, um, jewelry. So I would love to be of assistance and I think we're gonna help be able to help you today. Yep. Hello, um, I'm Michael Valtiera um, with TNT Home Inspections. I've been a uh, full-time professional home inspector since 2005. Um, member of, I'm a member of pretty much all the national, state, and local inspector organizations. So, um, looking forward to the chat today. Perfect. And then myself, your trusted realtor, Kimberly Woodard, and I've been selling for over 20 years. Yes, I did start um, when I was <laughs> diapers. <laughs> so, anyways, um, uh, we are, we've got lots of years of experience here, and let's dive into talking about and giving these um, viewers tips on buying a home. So, Jamie, the first thing, okay, I am ready to buy. Um, Let's talk, and I, but I need the mortgage because I mean, I, I'm not lucky enough to have all that cash around. So let's talk about why it's so important to get with you at the very beginning when you start to think about um, purchasing. So it's really important to get your finances in order up front, maybe before you even start looking at houses. Um, if you think you might want to buy, you should talk to a lender, get pre-approved, fill out an application. There's never any obligation or expense to do this. Get credit approved. So make sure that they're just not qualifying you using an automated underwriting system, but make sure that they are sending your file through underwriting to an actual human underwriter so that you know exactly what conditions you will have to meet to get fully approved. So if you do this, and if your lender does a good job at this, you can technically, when you go in to put in an offer and you're going to be competing with yes. <laughs> other people who want to buy that same house, um, if you've been fully credit approved, you can technically put on the third party financing contingency, which is where you have to say how many, you have so many days to get lender approval or credit approval. And usually it's maybe 15 days yeah. or 21 days or something. You could technically put zero on there which means it makes your offer almost as good as a cash offer because it, yeah. they know you're going to get approved. So, And that is so true. Um, 
on I'll put my on my listing site when I see when we're competing um, offers and my clients are looking at offers and they see one that is says they don't need a credit you know they're waiving the credit approval because they've already been credit approved versus ones that are 15 20 days and um, and then they have a cash buyer they're looking at that cash buyer and that finance one that's already waived their credit and we'll talk about appraisal too, <laughs> and maybe a waived an appraisal and as neck and neck offers you know pretty much because at the end of the day yeah, the seller doesn't really care where the cash is coming from. They're looking at their bottom line. Yeah, you know, that they're gonna, you know, that they're gonna get it, whether it's coming from a lender or um, cash. So, yeah, true. And if you are lucky enough to have cash, <laughs> but you don't want to tie it all up in your home, you could pay cash for the home, and then you can do what we call delayed financing afterwards. So you don't have to wait the six months to refinance. You can immediately turn around and then finance the home. Okay. So um, that is that's a a great option um, if if you happen to have big piles of money in the bank. <laughs> so, um, but the money has to be in the bank. It has to be from a qualified source that the money that you use to buy the house. But delayed financing is a really good option for some people as well. Right. So, well, mm. let's talk about also um, percentages down. I know you know the myth has been you know always oh my gosh I got to put you know. 20% down, or I have to pay that PMI. Mm -hmm. um, well, you know, we all, you know, we know that it's more of a myth these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, you don't, you don't need 20% down um, anymore. You can do actually as little as 3% down on a conventional loan. Um, if you're a first time home buyer, um, you can definitely do 3% down on a conventional loan or anywhere in between three and on up to hundred <laughs> percent right. down. But, um, and, and if you put less than 20% down, you have to do have to buy mortgage insurance. On an FHA loan, it's government mortgage insurance. If it's on a conventional loan, it's private mortgage insurance. That's where the, the P of the PMI comes in. And um, But it's often not as much as people think it's going to be. It's um, uh, Especially if you have a good credit, um, it really may not be that much. Um, you can also possibly pay it up front or finance it into, sometimes you could do lender paid so it gets financed. Um, so don't be afraid of, of PMI. Um, and, you know, with, with home values increasing the way they are, once you get to 20% equity or you feel you are, call your lender. They may ask you to have a new appraisal done. Um, and if, you're, if you paid your loan down to 80% of the value of the home, um, you could get the PMI removed. So you may not be paying it as many years as, as what you think. Definitely. And definitely with the rates of um, homes appreciating these days, um, you know, and the rates are so low, you know, put as little, keep some of your money, um, which also helps if you, um, on appraisals. So if you're competing and you opt to waive the appraisal, um, not that you, you still have to have an appraisal done, but that you're waiving that whatever the value of the property appraises that, that you're still purchasing the home at that um, sales price you have that extra money that you can offset if need be. Um, and then again, you know, if you feel, you know, six months, eight months down the road, which I have seen that in this marketplace that eight, month, eight months later, that house is already worth more than what they purchased it for. And um, you can come to me, I'll run a quick CMA so you can get with your lender and see if you can adjust that PMI. 
<laughs> so, well, Jamie, any other last tips for our buyers? Um, one thing I would say, just make sure you get credit approved and make sure once, if your lender tells you your credit, oh yeah, we got your file back from underwriting, your TBD approved or credit approved, ask, is there anything else you need from me? Because there will be some conditions and usually your, your loan officer will look and if there are showstoppers, they're going to let you know. But usually it's standard stuff. But if they say, yeah, everything looks good, but we are going to need your W-2 from 2020 or we are going to make sure you have those things ready. So I would, I would be sure and ask, ask your lender what, what are the conditions um, just so you can make sure you, that you're able to meet those. And but that, um, but and yeah, that. so getting credit approved is key. And you can also, to add, to make, when I say it makes your offer almost as good as cash, you can close a lot quicker too. Like at my company at Guild Mortgage, if you're credit approved prior to going under contract, we uh, guarantee a 17-day calendar close. So that's, that's that's pretty quick. That's very quick. So Because um, uh, it takes one week out of that is, you know, you're going to do inspections and you got to get title work. So. Yeah. <laughs> and it sometimes takes just as long if you live in an, um, if there's an HOA to get the HOA. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's all dependent on when you, we but, get the appraisal back. But, but, but yeah, it's, no, it's, uh, that's, that's fantastic. And I love, you know, getting, making sure you get any of those conditions, um, mm -hmm. you know, getting that stuff because then you're not scrambling at the last minute trying to find, mm -hmm. especially if it's paperwork that is not readily accessible for mm -hmm. you and you have to get it from someone else that um, you can go ahead and get that done. And um, then you've got one check um, box and now you are more competitive in this buyer's market. So now um, we have, you know, we got our financing all squared away. We've won the bidding contest, yay. Um, and we've got the house of our dreams. And so we are now time to have inspections done. Yay. So Michael is, comes into play. So yep. Michael. Inspection time. Yes, inspection time. So let's talk to the viewers about why is it so important? I mean, yeah, they fill out the seller's disclosure. Seller, of course, you know, their house is perfect. <laughs> yes, always. <laughs> so even new construction. <laughs> Absolutely. So why is it so, like, let's talk about the importance of those inspections. So the inspection is really important because of what the inspection does is it's going to tell you the condition of the property right. um, from an unbiased person. So you hire an inspector, um, we go out there, and we're going to tell you um, what we can and try to educate you about the property you're purchasing. Um, you know, do you have foundation problems? What kind of condition is your roof in? Um, you know, you have gas leaks. Do you, is your electrical system okay? Is your plumbing system okay? Um, check out your appliances. So. Um, so it's all that's going to be covered within the home inspection. And, um, so it's just, it's good information to know, um, so that you know what it is you're purchasing and you have an idea of, of how to move forward. Uh, cause you can use your inspection and your inspection findings, um, to decide on how to proceed as far as trying to negotiate for repairs or to negotiate for price reductions. Um, and even if you don't negotiate for anything, at least you have a honeydew list at that point so that you can work on some things once you purchase the house. Um, so um, a common question I get these days is, um, should I have my brand new house inspected? Yes. No, new construction. Um, and uh, uh, absolutely you should. So, um, you know, I do, I do inspections on, on new houses all the time and um, I find lots of issues on them. So oh, yeah. there's, there's <laughs> um, you know, 
builders cut corners, um, contractors make mistakes, uh, things can be installed improperly, um, appliances cannot work even as they're brand new. So these are all things that, that you want to know about before you buy the house, and they can happen on a brand new house, um, just as they can happen in an existing home. But, but brand new construction, absolutely, you want to have that done. Um, so there, there are different types of inspections that can be done on a brand new construction uh, property. Um, you can have different phase inspections. Uh, the first phase would be a what's normally called a pre-pour inspection, and that is before the foundation is actually poured. So an inspector will go out there and they'll look at the, uh, the site and make sure everything is prepared properly for the foundation to be poured. Um, so that's usually the first inspection. Uh, the second inspection would be a pre-drywall inspection, and that's going to be when the house um, is, is uh, constructed with the framing. Uh, but before the drywall and before the insulation gets put in. I always tell my clients it's actually a really good and important inspection because this is where you're seeing the bones of the property. Okay, so we're seeing all the wiring, we're seeing the framing, uh, we're seeing the plumbing. Um, and so once the drywall goes in, once the insulation goes in, all that's covered up and we don't know anymore what was in there. So, uh, so if, when I get to an existing home and uh, I do an inspection, I tell people right up front, you know, this is a visual, visual inspection only. I can't look inside walls. I'm not Superman. So um, on new construction, I have that ability to look within the walls because um, the walls aren't up yet. Right. So the, the last inspection would be the uh, final inspection, which would be when the house is fully, com uh, fully constructed and complete. And I go in there and I do a full inspection on everything. Mm -hmm. um, it'd be very similar to doing an inspection on an existing home. There is one additional inspection that, that, that can be done and, and is done pretty, uh, pretty often uh, and it's a, uh, the one-year builder's warranty inspection. Yep. And so when most builders will give you a one-year warranty and uh, usually I'll get called out about on the 11th month mm -hmm. or so and I go to do the inspection for them and I'm going to go and, and uh, go through the house just as I did when I did the final inspection and go through it with a uh, you know, keen eye and list everything that I find wrong with it. And at that point, the, the buyer can, excuse me, the, the, I guess the homeowner yeah. at that point will uh, deliver that report to the builder and the builder can work on making those repairs at that point, so. And that's a, just an excellent point. Um, a lot of my clients have you know, done that and gotten, you know, it's amazing what, you know, after a year, it's no different than a body. You know, I always use, your inspection is like, you know, for a house is like, going to the doctors and having your physical done, you know, things can change over a year's course. Um, as well as the other um, point is every house is different. So every house needs a little different nurturing, just like our bodies, Absolutely. you know, everyone's body, you know, it takes different things, different ways. And so using that inspection report too, to identify things that you need to be aware of in your home, yep. um, drainage, you know, how you know um just those different little quirks that you know may be different from the house that you were previously in yep i would say one thing that um you know a buyer i guess one <laughs> thing you'd like them to take away from you know inspections so i would tell my clients um, any buyer um person uh, buying a house don't get freaked out at the inspection yeah. There are a lot of things that we are required to put into an inspection report, um, things that uh, we have to tell you about that uh, maybe 
especially on an older home, may not be applicable. It may not have been a code, may not have been a requirement when the house was constructed. But today, if this was a new house, I have to write this up and tell you about it. And it has to be listed as a deficiency. And so a lot of the reports will be really long, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the house is in bad shape. It just means that I've got to inform you of these things that have changed and you don't necessarily need to do anything about it. You can, you can do these upgrades, but it's not something that you should really, you get this report that's 40, 50 pages long, 30 pages, whatever right. it is. And you know, you're kind of overwhelmed by it and just take a step back, take a deep breath, uh, read through it. Um, I always say, you know, consult with your consult with Kimberly. So, <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, get some advice as far as, you know, what, uh, how to move forward, how to proceed with right. that. Uh, because there's a lot of things on there that you don't necessarily need to ask anybody to, to repair or to fix. You just need to know about it. And at, if at some point in the future, you want to do some upgrades and correct some of these things, then you're more than welcome to do that. But, um, just don't be, don't get freaked out about it. So. Yeah, it's again, it's a checkpoint. It's to see that, you know, the house is stable. It's not going to cave in. Nope. <laughs> yeah, to purchase it, Sherry's like, oh, don't I don't want to. And so like, don't, don't, I don't want to hear. Um, but it definitely, it is. It's, you know, you know, purchasing that home and making sure that it is just, you know, it's, and there's no perfect home. Just like there's no perfect, you know, body. Um, no home is perfect, and we've you know kind of attest that even a brand new construction brand new. home is going to have a list of you know items on it. So, um, just keep that in mind when you are you know looking at those reports. So we have done. So we're we are very we're still excited. So we've <laughs> we've taken a deep breath. We've met with Michael. The house has been inspected. We've been overwhelmed, but we're good. We're all good. So now we've probably been talking with Sherry about insurance, but now we are like, okay, we are definitely in 100% and we are moving forward with this house. So let's talk about it's time to get in, you know, insurance and what we should be looking at on our homeowners insurance. And this is, a, that's a really good point too. Like when you're talking about, you know, like the age of the roof and the condition of it, that's really important to us. So like when, you know, your clients, like let's just say you've showed your clients the home, they call me, we can do like a preliminary quote yeah. and I can pull a clue report at that time. The clue report goes back seven years. Um, sometimes a seller will not have maybe been in the house for seven years and may not know all the history. So it's really important to pull the clue report and a clue report is any claim that has been filed on that home in the last seven years. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, put into the database and we can pull it up when we do a quote. And it's really informative. It'll, you know, talk about like if the roof has been, you know, if there's been a wind and hail claim or if there's been a water claim. And then this way it will help determine, you know, and with, you know, Michael can verify that, oh yeah, the roof was, you know, it looks brand new. It was replaced in 2020. So that's good. And the newer the roof, the better the discount. So we like that. And the same with the home. But it's really, you know, the questions that we ask when you call us are, are simple. We won't ever ask for social security number, but I ask for like, you know, the names, your date of birth, your current address, and then we can shop the insurance as being an independent broker. So we can go out and look at multiple carriers. 
looking for the best coverage and value. Um, and when we do that, we, you know, the home, our homes are normally the most valuable assets that we have. And so I always tell people, we're not always going to be the least inexpensive. And I think when it comes to insurance, that's one thing that buyers make a mistake on is that they're looking for the bottom line for the price. Mm -hmm. And you want to make sure you have adequate proper coverage. So in the event you do have a loss, that you've got water coverage, you have water foundation coverage. Those are vital, vital, vital coverages. You know, check your deductibles too. And, you know, do you have, do you want to go with a higher deductible and have a lower premium? You know, what works for you? And we try to, you know, go through different scenarios. So we really try to make sure that when we're talking to someone, they understand what's covered and advise them, you know, on how to, you know, if they have a claim in the future, you know, what needs to be done. And that way we're always there for our clients. And I love that you brought up the point about the deductibles. Um, I, about two years ago, had a house that I was the listing agent for. Um, the seller, you know, goes to sell. Um, roof, you know, is deemed that it is needs to be replaced. Well, he had went for the cheaper, and so his deductible was so high that he ended up having to pay a quite a bit, you know, for the roof. Of course, you know, uh, most buyers don't think about that because they think, oh, well, it's covered under insurance. They're going to get, well, no, depends what your, what kind of coverage you have. Yeah. And so they were going to have to pay a, quite a penny for um, that, you know, that new roof. You know, yes, they weren't paying much, but it, it offset when you have a claim, that's when you're making it up. So you either pay it, you know, monthly, you know, a little bit more or, know that they're going to get you somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> We're not out to get you. Well, no, but you know, but, but, but they're going to get, they've got to get some, you've got to get money. The money doesn't just come yeah. from trees. Right. <laughs> so, and, and too, when your buyer, you know, purchased the home and the roof has been replaced, they do benefit from that new roof discount because yeah. in Texas, that's a huge discount only because insurance companies know, and you know, other than the hell, the snowstorm we had in February of yeah. last year, we haven't really had a lot of Hell. Hell. We really haven't. I think, you know, 2016, 2017 were the last major yeah. citywide hailstorm. So it's, you know, it's it's going to come eventually. It will. Oh, yeah. I'm not going like to Unfortunately, it's due. I would say, like, it comes in cycles and it depends, like, okay, because I remember my old house when we had, um, we were just, this is terrible. Um, I was like, oh, let's get a hailstorm because we're going to have to replace it. <laughs> And then I was like, we should be doing for one, you know, has to be, you know, has, we haven't had one in this yep. neighborhood for so long. Do you guarantee two mm -hmm. years later, hailstorm, um, and you know, we had to have everything, um, replaced. I mean, that was, that was that 2016 hailstorm where, I mean, skylights mm -hmm. and everything, yeah. but, um, no, but I guess my point was, um, that maybe we can touch on is sometimes people and sellers, of course, you know, they're fine, but it's um, 18 years old. So let's talk about as a buyer, yes, the sellers has coverage, but as a buyer, the kind of coverage that you're really getting on that. And that is such a great point. Thank you for bringing that up. If the roof is over 15 years old, most 
insurance companies are not going to cover you for replacement costs, meaning that even though you still may have a 1% or 2% deductible, you're not going to be guaranteed replacement costs. So they're going to depreciate for based on the age of the roof, and you're really going to end up spending a lot of money out of pocket to have the roof replaced if it needs to be replaced or when it needs to be replaced. Yeah. So um, it's... It, it doesn't really save you money when you do have the extra cash value. And when we write policies, if at all possible, we always try to write replacement costs unless the roof is older. And we can find insurance companies that will write them. They just, it's, you're going to, they know that you're going to end up having to have it replaced pretty soon. And this is on a composition roof, not so much a slate or, yeah. you know, roof. Uh, those, yeah, yeah, those last a lot longer, but a composition roof, those are going to have to be replaced. Right. Even though, it, you know, the manufacturer warranty says, you know, 25, 30 years. I mean, it's, things happen and you get like yeah. little pings and stuff. So. And we've seen, you know, pretty brand new roofs and just installation or default. So um, let's, um, one more thing um, before we leave insurance, let's talk about the different coverages that maybe people may not think about of course, they think about their home um, when they're doing their policy, but anything else that they should add on um, that when they're getting their policy? I, one good really add on, if you bundle your insurance, like your auto and home, you're always going to save money. Insurance carriers want you to package, and you know if you can do that, that's great. Um, you would leave, be probably leaving money on the table if you didn't. But as far as the home, what you want to look for, you want to make sure that you've got water coverage, water backup, water foundation. What water foundation does is that if there's a leak underneath the slab and they have to excavate and like tunnel mm -hmm. to get to it, then it covers that. Not the actual pipe itself, but to go in and if any, you know, like to repair your floors, your walls, if anything was damaged. So that covers that. That's a really important thing. And you want to make sure you've got, you know, personal liability on your policy in the event that you, if you have a pool and someone comes over and they're swimming and they get injured, you have medical payments and personal liability that pays out. But the key, the fun, the main things I always tell people to look at that, you know, look at your water foundation coverage, make sure you have water coverage because those are key things that, you know, like hill and wind are our number one claims, water's seconds. So you want to make sure you probably have a minimum of $10,000 on there. Very good point. And um, one thing too is that this is really good to, you know, share with, you know, your viewers is that when you're moving into a home, it's a great time to open up all, like go from just room to room and record, you know, video. There's free apps for home inventory or you just take a picture and save it to somewhere like the cloud or save it somewhere away from your home. That way in the event that you have a loss, you can show that to the adjuster. You're not having to stress like, what did we have? Because you would be so surprised at the amount of things that we accumulate, like whether it's your linens, your clothing, you know, your furniture, cameras. And if you have valuable items, I would encourage people to like wedding rings or, or you know, maybe expensive camera equipment. You want to make sure you either get those scheduled or have blanket coverage. It costs a little bit more, but it covers you in the event because most policies have what's called special limits. So they may only go up to $3,000 for jewelry. That's not going to really cover a lot if somebody's got a $10,000 ring, no. for example. No. So not at all. <laughs> yeah. our, our musical equipment too. That would be, I would suggest, our fine arts. Yeah. You want to make sure that those are scheduled. Yeah. yeah. Or if you have a fabulous closet, shoes. <laughs> Kimberly. <laughs> so, anyways, <laughs> but you know, you know, I'm you know, gotta love my shoes. And um, anyways. I know I have just learned, you know, so much to, you know, let's just kind of recap some of the, you know, highlights of um, tips and everything. Of course, 
you know, I'm going to help you find that house. And we have found the house here <laughs> and we have gotten ourselves um, pre-approved. We are credit approved. We are ready to go. We can compete with all those offers out there. Um, and now we've gotten our inspection done and the house, maybe not perfect, but we can, we, it's manageable. And, uh, Michael has, yes, <laughs> and Michael has informed us what we need to know about this home. And Jerry has given us great tips on what we need to do for coverage and what um, we should, you know, it's not so much going for the cheapest value, making sure that you have the coverage. So, because that will help you in the long run if for something were to happen um, with house. I mean, we didn't foresee um, the 2021 ice storm and a lot of floods happened um, and pipes burst. Um, with that one. And so I know a lot of people learned kind of their lessons on coverages after that. So I think viewers, are you ready to go out there and buy? Because I think we're ready to help you. So let's say cheers to buying in 2022. Cheers. 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 Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to contact Kimberly with your real estate needs, you can reach her at KimberlyWoodard.Ebby.com. We hope you enjoyed our guest this week. And remember, don't just love your home, love your community.